0: hello again and welcome to the bad crypto podcast i'm satoshi kasem and i'm casey nakamoto and we're all set to count down the biggest cryptocurrencies in the world. The official CoinMarketCap.com site says that these are the coins and tokens with the largest market capitalization and that crypto enthusiasts are investing in. Has there been any movement in the top 10 rankings? Will Bitcoin lose market dominance? And will we see a newcomer to the top 10 soon? In the first of a two-part series, we'll be counting down the top 10 crypto. Currencies and the countdown begins right now. It's episode number one hundred and twenty-nine of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, a Who's bad? Now, am I Satoshi Casey, or I don't remember who I am. I'm Casey Zabo. (laughs) And welcome, (laughs) to your Zappos. You're welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're bad. I'm Joel. That's Travis. And this is a nod to the great Casey Kasem, who did America's Top 40 Countdown for, what, 50 years? Is that how long
1: it was? 50 years? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he a national treasure. I remember growing up listening to America's Top 40 all the time. He did? Who did? He did? Yeah, he did. He did. He <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Casey has gone on to spin the stacks and stacks of hot wax in heaven. Oh, he did. Yeah, Casey's Casey's moved on. Uh, but we are in the these two episodes, it's a two-part series. We're going to cover the top... 10 cryptocurrencies in reverse order so we're gonna by market cap we're gonna go from 10 through 6 today and in a future episode we're gonna go through 5 to 1 and kind of lay out for you what each of these cryptocurrencies are how what they're designed for and uh you know a little bit of information around that so it should be fun
1: by the time that you actually listen to this show the numbers might have changed, right? Because crypto goes up, crypto goes down. You remember how that how that works.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to talk about these 10 tokens, but we want to remind you guys that we're giving you an opportunity to talk about the tokens that are interesting to you, whether they're, you know, in the top 100 market cap or somewhere down towards the bottom or they're not out yet. And we're going to be doing a, a show in the near future called Talking Tokens. Talking Tokens was travis and joe so here's what you guys need to do you need to this is your opportunity to get your token out there in front of the whole bad crypto republic all the citizenry so write us and be brief write us at bad crypto podcast at gmail.com or go to bad crypto and click the contact link or call the bad crypto hotline and actually that's preferred because we want to hear your voice and we want to play your, your audio on the show, the hotline number is 708-885-9030. And if you didn't take that down, it's in the show notes for this episode, badcode.in forward slash 129. Call us, keep your message. Uh, between 15 and no more than 60 seconds, right? Don't go on and on. Say, tell us your name. Hey, I'm uh, Satoshi blah, blah, blah from uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. And my favorite token is, tell us your token, and then tell us why, it's your favorite token. Give us some information, and then we will select from those and put you on the Talking Tokens episode.
1: If you're worried that you might go over that minute, then just jot down some of your thoughts before and just have your sheet of paper there to kind of have you uh, give you some guidelines because we'd love for you to talk tokens, but, you know, some people can ramble and ramble and ramble, and maybe, you know what, if you're doing a great job of describing why then maybe we would let that go over but try to keep it shorter because that way we can move through them
0: you're rambling
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so there you go and now we're gonna get into the first five in the top 10 crypto countdown are you ready <laughs> i'm ready number
1: 10 Uh, This first one here entered the top 10 with a blast in early January 2018 with a 9,500% increase in price from December. It's a blockchain-based centralized protocol that aims to construct a worldwide free content entertainment system with the blockchain and distributed storage technology. That number is number 10. Tron,
0: Tron, TRX. Tron. I just, I think of the film, you know, I think of the old Disney film Tron whenever I see it and the sequel that I never would see because I heard it was horrible. Yeah, TRX is what it is and lots of controversy around this thing because it came on the scene last year with nothing more than a a white paper, right? That's That's what Tron was. It was a white paper and we saw this thing go from, 0.001 which is you know minimal uh on let's see December 9th ish all the way up to 25 cents on uh what January 5th something like that January 6th I mean it spiked way up and some people if they cashed out made some serious bank
1: serious bank and i think i saw it when i it got to around you know between 1 and 2 cents or something and then what did it get up to like 13 cents or even no, tw- 20 cents tw-
0: 25 it hit 25
1: 25 cents yeah. that is amazing uh, when it goes from such a low price to such a huge, high, huge price in such a quick amount of time, that's literally going moon.
0: And if it, it fell from that just in by mid March, it was down to under three cents currently sitting at, uh, seven and a half cents. And it's interesting here because, uh, Tron and number nine, uh, flip flop. Uh, they're really close so you know by the time you hear this tron might actually be number 9 instead of number 10 or it might be number 11 you never know it could completely fall off the charts so you know what is this it's tron.network like i
1: literally just swapped mine and then uh, it it literally flopped again so i mean they're they're only a, about a couple what like at this point right now a couple what 20 million apart nine and ten so they can easily flip overnight
0: they're aiming to decentralize the web and their main net there's a countdown on their website at tron.network um launches in under Ten days from the uh, the time of this broadcast, there are eighty two Tron nodes around the world on every continent except uh, Antarctica, Uh, and you could see the map of where those nodes are. and And honestly, I'm going to be candid; I don't know much about this.
1: Well, you know, it talks about how it wants to do stuff in the entertainment space and help eliminate kind of some fraud within that space, uh, creating a decentralized. Uh, entertainment content entertainment system. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know a whole lot about it as well, just because I, I mean, how does a coin go? I mean, I did a little bit of research in it when it went from like 95, when it went almost, almost 10,000% in a matter of a couple of weeks. I looked into it, was like, wow. And then, I saw the I saw the charts, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to put a little bit in here." And then it went up pretty high, and then I got out because I was I didn't really trust it because it was really just a, it was just really just a white paper at that time, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And and so over time, they're, they're I guess they said their platform is nearly ready; it's it's almost fully baked at this time.
0: Justin's son is the CEO, and uh, he's he's young. Um, he's been named by Forbes as Asia one of Asia's uh, 30 under 30 entrepreneurs he was the former chief representative for greater china of uh, of ripple and so you know it seems like a smart kid and if you click on the about link you could see the tron team and uh there's no diversity here they're they're all asians all wearing tron shirts there's like you know it looks like a 100 of them uh, i want to see some more diversity there at, at uh, tron what's up with this
1: well they're based in china yeah. so what
0: so, uh, uh, I, I, I don't P. care i want to i want to see more diversity here. The, they've got their roadmap. May 31st is the launch of their uh, their main net. Now, you know, typically when a crypto gets ready to have some big news, like the launch of a main net, I expect the coin to move, right? Just as just an observer, not as a, even an investor.
1: You know what? It would be wise for it to move if it's actually their technology is what it says it's going to do when they're fulfilling their promise of, You know what they promised to deliver when they were doing the ICO and that's really what we want when we're in this space here we want to see more of these companies you know uh, launching their product because they said they were going to do that we've we've given a lot of them a lot of money I mean how is this company right here what is it worth six billion dollars seven billion dollars what's what's its total right now five billion dollars and they don't have a mainnet launched yet so that still blows me away how companies can be worth $5 billion and not have a working product yet. That's
0: amazing. They are attempting to build this centralized decentralized protocol with a democratic, self-governing community, free elections, and overarching legitimacy. So it will be really interesting to see um, if they're able to pull this off and their mainnet is actually fully functional. You know, I first heard about Tron when uh, – and I think the reason that they got so much traction was because they were one of the tokens that did airdrop to a lot of accounts. And I had 500 Tron show up in my wallet one day. And that was when it was, you know, like two cents, or or no sub it was it was less than two cents a pop when those showed up. So you know, it was virtually worthless at the time I got it. And I think I still have those I've never purchased any Tron. Uh, You know, I Yes, I have a stake 500 Tron. uh, But uh, I've not done enough of my own due diligence in it to actually buy any.
1: So were they really one of the first to do the, the drop? Because that's kind of fascinating if they're the very first one to have done that.
0: Well, I, I don't think they were the first one to do it. I just remember that they did a massive airdrop, oh. and that's when I first became aware. I'm like, oh, I got a crap coin. I got 500 of worthless token dropped to me, like so many of the airdrops. And, and I think by doing the mass airdrop, it got a lot of people talking about
1: yeah, it. yeah. Good deal. And I remember I didn't get any, and you are all like, oh, I got some TRX. And I'm like, what? How come I didn't get any TRX? And you're like,
0: because I'm Joel Com." <laughs> and so number 10, maybe number nine by the time you hear this, Tron TRX. Number nine. I don't know, Mr. Joel Com.
1: I'm still upset that I didn't get any that TRX. I'm looking. I don't, get, I don't get any of that anywhere. Not coming here. Number nine. Um,
0: Number nine, IOTA, otherwise known as the symbol Myota, an innovative new distributed ledger technology to function as the backbone of the Internet of Things, or IOT, as people in the industry like to say. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, if you guys recall, IOTA is one of the cryptos that Travis ended up losing Still has not gotten it back. The crypto, the wallet for IOTA is is wild. It's actually, they call it a tangle. It's a, it, the, the, their platform is not sort of a blockchain. It's a tangle. And creating the seed, you had to use this app to create a seed, which is really long, like 70, 80 characters or something, and then place it in. And then I had bought some IOTA on Bittrex or somewhere else, and I, and I sent it over to my wallet. And apparently my wallet was not connected to that seed or something. Very confusing process. And so that's why we don't talk about IOTA a lot because it pains me to think about IOTA.
0: Yeah, you were. I think you were in France when you lost your IOTA, right? I, I have a feeling there's a joke coming. Well, it would have been your last tangle in Paris. Oh! Uh, oh! Yeah. Uh, untangled.world. This is so IOTA is known as a third generation platform. It's not a blockchain. So if you look at Bitcoin, first gen, Ethereum, second gen, and then there's third generation platforms. We're going to be talking about another one here in this countdown here shortly. Uh, they say that these third generation platforms have the advantage of hindsight. They can identify drawbacks and constraints of previous projects and develop Accordingly. And so this technology is still new, It's buggy, and it's it's not you know hardened by time, not time tested like blockchain is., uh, but there's some interesting facts about this we've got here in the show notes.
1: Yeah, some interesting facts. There's no mining, there's no blocks. There's no difficulty, no transaction fees. There's no good wallets. It's confusing. You can lose your cryptos. Um
0: you know we I'm have somebody who listens to the show that keeps calling you out that says you screwed it up Mr. Travis right.
1: Yeah, and- and he's really rude about it too so I I don't I don't I don't he's not in my internet experience anymore. <laughs>
0: Well, you're just so good at losing your cryptos. Right, right. Well, I mean, this wallet was really,
1: there's been a lot of people who've had challenges with the IOTA wallet. I think it's gotten better since when I did it, and I didn't really lose that much. I think I had, I think I spent $800 on IOTA or something, but it was worth at the time like 30 cents or something. So.
0: I, I picked up just a little bit, uh, not holding a lot of it, and I didn't want – because you said the wallet was a little challenging, I just – it's the only coin I think that I've left on an exchange mm-hmm. because yeah. I'd rather just leave it there and then deal with the wallet until I know everything is, uh, is super yeah. quirky.
1: I wish I could have done that, kept it on an exchange and then sold it.
0: uh technically i don't understand as much about this or how it's intended to work do you well they call it a dag it's a directed uh, acyclic
1: graph dag called the tangle and uh, there's two benefits of the dag platform uh is um unlimited scalability and free transactions And so, yeah, it's very, very early on its infancy, but there's, they're having some really interesting partnerships. There's some partnerships that are coming up on IOTA. That's why I, I, I bought some back in August or whatever it was of last year, because I thought that it was interesting. I thought that it could have some pretty good potentiality and here it is in the top 10. So I was not wrong.
0: You was not wrong. IOTA.org is the website where you guys can learn some more about this. And while we're not going deep on it, because we're not qualified to do so for you IOTA fans out there, there, we talked about it. Number for the nine. last
1: time ever.
0: No, that's not true. Number nine, IOTA. And I have no, I don't even have an IOTA of what it is. Coming in at number eight is a platform that's been created to allow for the swift transfer of digital assets. It is Stellar and a uh, fork of Ripple, the symbol XLM.
1: That's right. It is currently in the eighth position in the world of the cryptos. has about a $7 billion market cap. And over the last few months, they had an amazing partnership that they announced back, I believe it was back in uh, September or October Uh, the partnership with IBM. And so Stellar is working with IBM and they're working with some other partners to facilitate cross-border transactions around the world. They're actually starting in the South Pacific and uh, because remittance fees are so high. I mean, we've talked about that. We had the CEO of Stellar on as our very, very first guest. uh, Jed McCaleb was on our show back in badco.in forward slash 011. I believe it was the 11th episode ever. And came on the show and uh, not sure how we got him on that early, but uh, they gave us some, actually they gave us some lumens to, uh, to give away to our early audience. And uh, we gave away a ton, but some people didn't actually accept them back then and so we got them back and so we have a few more to give out some time
0: yeah in fact uh, we've got a contest going on right now if you will write us a funny five-star review wherever it is that you listen to the show we like to read those here on the show and uh, one of you is going to get 500 stellar lumens here pretty soon oh and travis we also had uh, our shalal who uh, works with IBM on their blockchain team? She was recently interviewed. It's badco.in forward slash one two two, and she uh, enumerated a bit further on uh, on Travis on Travis on Stellar um, Lumens and their partnership with IBM and what it all means.
1: Mm-hmm. Travis Lumens are really good. Um, I'm a big fan of those. So yeah, at, at Arsha, that was a fun conversation with her.
0: Yeah, she had a lot of interesting stuff to say. And uh, Travis and I have been fascinated by uh, Stellar. For you know, I heard about Stellar before I ever invested from a friend of mine. And so I took a closer look at it. And, you know, at that time, it was around two cents. And, uh, you know, we watched this thing go up to like 50 cents or something like that. It's currently sitting at 33 cents. And the thing that uh, really draws me to Stellar is how fast it is. I mean, it is two to five seconds. It's just like you send XLM to somebody, boom, wallet to wallet, cleared.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's literally like if you send it from, like I bought some at an exchange and sent it over to my Stellar wallet, and uh, by the time I clicked over to the other tab, I've never clicked over to the other tab and it not be there. So I'm like, send, where's the tab? There it is, click over there, boom, oh, it's already there, nice. I mean, that's fast. That's how you want digital money to go, and you know, Jed McCaleb has had an interesting career. He was one of the original founders of Mount Gox, and he sold it off to that other dude who who had all the problems. But uh, Jed McCaleb went over and and created with some other guys created Ripple, and then I guess there was some sort of uh, uh, disagreement going on. I'm not sure the whole details on that, but he went off and spun out and created Lumens, and um, Lumens uh, are very very fast, as you mentioned. And they they really serve two purposes. They act, they play a small anti-spam uh, role because lumens are needed for these transaction fees and minimum balances on accounts on the Stellar network to prevent you know to prevent people from overwhelming the network. And um, it also requires people to hold at least half of a lumen. Uh, that that requirement incentivizes users to declutter the ledger by uh, eliminating abandoned accounts. So uh, it's interesting. And also they may accumulate multi currency transactions so the way they have these pairs set up is like you can pair lumens to like a specific bank Name in Zimbabwe, and that could be like the Zimbabwean dollars from that bank tied to Lumens. And so basically, they have these trading pairs, and Lumen Stellar sort of acts as a bridge from being able to, um, you know, transfer any currency to any other currency in the world without those huge remittance fees.
0: Uh, and by the way, I was wrong here about um, the high, it actually hit almost 92 cents on january 3rd it it really flew volume was exceptionally high um it's you know it's been a lot slower right now but you know here's the thing this is uh there's nonprofits and businesses that are implementing seller because it's so fast. And especially in the developing world, uh, you know, when you think of the promise of crypto to make, uh, you know, financial inclusion available for everybody, we've got people in the world that, uh, you know, want to send small amounts of money for them. That's big. And maybe where they're sending it back home, it's meaningful five, $10, but you can't, do that easily you can't do it quickly and you can't do it without high transaction fees eating most or all of what you're trying to send but you know with uh with tokens like stellar you could send five bucks you know from uh from the u.s to any third world country wallet and not only is it instant but the transaction fee is so minimal it's negligible
1: yeah, I think it's like half. It's like a, what is it? Like 20% of a lumen or yeah, something? It's just, it's,
0: it's so small and
1: point two, point two of a lumen. I think of what it is. Yeah. So you're talking. Well, originally, whenever we, we got the coin, when it was under two cents, like two cents, I think I, I purchased some at 1.7 cents or something ridiculous. And, uh, you know, That coin has been phenomenal, especially once we actually had Jed McCaleb on the show. That convinced us as, wow, this is going to be really interesting as a coin. And so we gave away, I don't know, what, 400 different invites or something crazy Uh, like that?
0: I think it was like 250. We had a bunch. It was a lot.
1: Yeah, so we gave away a whole lot of lumens now. When you factor in that they're worth almost forty cents, got a
0: whole lot of lumens. Mm, got a whole lot of lumens. No, I don't have a whole lot of lumens myself, but I do have. I don't either. I have some. And, uh, some. I really wish I had
1: loaded up the truck. Really, I really. Whenever I was like, "It's a dollar. It's it's a it's a a penny and a half." Then that's not a bad idea. Wow, we should probably get a whole bunch of these, huh? Mm.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Stellar Lumens XLM. Coming in at the seventh place in the cryptocurrency market cap at over six billion is Cardano, the symbol ADA, which I think is kind of funny that it's you know I think it would be Car or Dano like Bookem Dano, but it's it's ADA or Card. Yeah, ADA makes no sense. So this is it should be like Ada. The top 10. This is the one that I know the absolute least about, but I'm excellent at reading. And it says on the words in front of my eyes that Cardano is a blockchain platform that provides a programmable blockchain and smart contracts for DAP development. Hmm. Sounds like Ethereum. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it is a blockchain platform. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're they're either based in Japan. I know J- Japan love Cardano. Like, oh, my God, like one of my friends in Japan messaged me before Cardano had taken off and was like, dude, you should look into Cardano. And I looked into Cardano and it was just a couple pennies or something. And then I was like, all right. So I got some, not as many as I would have liked, obviously. And then it went up and then I got out of it when it went to like 14 cents or mm-hmm. something. And then it went all the way up to like, it got to like a dollar or something. I mean, it got, it it thing took off pretty huge. It is now number seven overall and sitting with a total market cap of over 6 billion. And uh, yeah, so most people had never heard of the project before it sort of, you know, launched onto the scene. You know, it was crazy to watch that, that price increasing so high over time. So they're a little different. They use a, what's called an Ouroboros proof of stake. And uh, that's their consensus mechanism. So basically, it's a, it is a proof of stake concept. You can see the link here on uh, cardanodocs.com slash cardano slash proof of stake. You can take a look at that in the show notes. So basically, they are a blockchain platform, programmable blockchain, smart contracts. It's it's pretty much another Asian NEO or another Asian uh, Ethereum type of project. Yeah,
0: it's a technological platform that's going to be capable of running financial applications currently used every day by individuals, organizations, and governments all over the world. Uh, they're creating it in layers. It's supposed to have a lot of flexibility, make it easy to have soft fork upgrades. And I guess after the uh, the settlement layer that will run ADA is complete, there will be a mm-hmm. separate computing layer built to handle smart contracts and uh, that's where it becomes in kind of like uh, like ethereum
1: so they're, they're calling this a third generation blockchain where bitcoin would be the first generation ethereum was the second well because you know its technology base it was new rudimentary uh, but now ethereum has gotten to the point where um, it's evolved and now it's upgrading and scaling and now third generation blockchains like cardana uh, they have the they have the advantage of that hindsight, so they can basically see where Ethereum had their hiccups and some of those other uh, platforms have had hiccups, and can can take from those uh, take from those learnings and, and and build a better platform. And now, when you're talking about you know not only smart contracts, but when you're talking about side chains and multi chains and private and public side chains, you know the space is definitely evolving, and I think Cardano is one of the ones that wants to take advantage of that. I kind of liken Cardano to sort of how I think EOS and Cardano, uh, they seem similar to me.
0: Yep. I may be off on that. They've got their own wallet. It's called the Daedalus Wallet, and uh, it's a secure HD wallet for the ADA crypto, where you can send and receive ADA and see a history of your transactions. It's I guess it's the only place. It's uh, unlike others where there's multiple wallets. It looks like there's just the one wallet right now. dot O-R-G is the site you can check out with all the resources, their white paper, their community forums, download the wallet, and so forth. And uh, it, it looks like the site is in Chinese and Japanese as well as English, if I'm reading my characters correct, or is that Korean? You know, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's hard to recognize Asian characters. There's a couple of links in the show notes, though, so you guys can check that out.
1: Mm-hmm. And Cardano is supported essentially by three organizations the Cardano Foundation. They support the platform by promoting Cardano to the greater community and educating about cryptos and working with regulations. IOHK is the engineering and development organization behind the Cardano technology. And Emirgo uh, works towards integrating the platform with businesses. And uh, you can read more about that. There's an article to uh, link to Hacker Noon which talked about Cardano, Ethereum, and Neo, and if they're
0: overpriced or overhyped. Coming in at number 7, ADA, it's Cardano. Number 6. It's been dubbed the silver to Bitcoin's gold. Released October 7, 2011 by software engineer Charlie Lee, it is the one, the only, Litecoin. Litecoin just, I don't know. There's something about Litecoin that just makes me smile. I just, I don't know what it is. I, Charlie, you know, was a, a guest on episode 56.
1: Yeah, 56.
0: Yeah. At badco.in forward slash 056 is where you'll find that interview. He's just such a likable fella.
1: Great dude. Uh, really enjoyed chatting with him a lot and uh, very friendly guy. And he's he's really conscientious, like he's not trying to, you know, talk news about Litecoin and then pump and dump it. In fact, when 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 the price took off to over three hundred dollars, uh, Charlie Lee mentioned that he sold it all. Yeah. And in hindsight, not a bad idea.
0: <laughs> no, Charlie was was the smartest guy in the room um, that day because Litecoin's currently sitting around one hundred and forty dollars, and he said, you know, there's some some people that took that as a lack of confidence. And he his reasoning, at least publicly, for selling was that he didn't want there to be, um, you know, he didn't want to be tethered. To the fact that his developments would profit him, he wanted to be you know ag- um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me find a word. Agnostic. Ah, agnostic-ish, but he does he cares. I mean, he tweets about Litecoin uh, all the time, and the idea was for the Litecoin network to be a better version of Bitcoin and fix some of the problems that Bitcoin is dealing with, and most of that comes down to the speed, right? Litecoin has a four time faster rate of confirmation. Bitcoin's uh, algorithm allows for one transaction to be added to the public ledger every 10 minutes. Litecoin is two and a half minutes, and we've both tested that because we've both had Litecoin and can see that it uh, it is four times faster. That's the one that
1: I always have entered people into the crypto space with. Like, you know what, Like I have a bunch of good friends from high school and just people that I've connected with, if maybe they don't have crypto, then what I've traditionally done is I've said okay well uh, open up uh, open up Coinbase get an account and then boom I'm going to send you some Litecoin and uh, they're amazed when they see how fast Litecoin arrives in their wallet and so you know true to Charlie Lee's mission it has uh, it is faster and it the, the speed on it is 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 amazing and it it's one of those proving points to people when they first start getting on onto the crypto now when you know bitcoin has 21 million bitcoin right litecoin has 84 million mm. litecoins and so uh, four times uh, greater amount of uh, litecoin than bitcoin so in my mind I'd like to see Litecoin be one fourth the price of bitcoin actually. well well here's
0: the thing uh you know Come on, if, put lag in behind. if you look at the math here it's four times faster and the max capacity is four times greater so it kind of it mm-hmm. kind of mirrors that and right you you're right about that if bitcoin is at eighty five hundred then technically theoretically philosophically uh Litecoin maybe would be at twenty one twenty five Right. One yeah. fourth of it. But Litecoin they're yeah. actually trading at about one hundred and forty. So that's why there's some people that are extremely bullish on Litecoin um, having its day.
1: Yep. Could definitely have its day. Or if the case is, you know, where Ethereum is, where it's sitting at six, seven hundred dollars, you know, it should be somewhere ballpark around there in theory. But then again, Ethereum, I think, is underpriced. Actually, when you when you figure out all of these different tokens that are powering on top of it then I think there could be a day where uh, Ethereum overcomes Bitcoin potentially just because of the, the, the functionality of the platform and all of the different ecosystems that are riding on top of that backbone. Like if Ethereum were to fail, that would have... As great, if not a greater impact than Bitcoin. Hmm.
0: Yep, I, I don't dispute that. There's too many tokens that are connected to that. So uh, both Travis and I. Well, I don't know if you do. I'm holding a little bit of Litecoin, and uh, I don't have any Litecoin I'm, right I'm probably gonna keep hodling it, you know, because um, that's what I do. I hodl. I'm a hodler. Mm-hmm.
1: I may start mining some Litecoin.
0: Uh, You know what? If we do that, we've actually talked about that a little bit. And if we do that, we shall report back to all y'all with our results. So coming in at number six is Charlie Lee's baby, Litecoin. And that's going to wrap up the part one of our top 10 crypto countdown. Number 10, Tron. Number 9, Iota. Number 8, Stellar. Number 7, Cardano. And number 6, Litecoin. And soon we'll, uh, we'll do part two of this and count down five to one. And one is going to shock you. It's gonna. It's, I do wanna,
1: <laughs> it, it will shock you. I, d- I did want to say one thing, uh, Casey Nakamoto. Uh, Cardano has nothing to do with Kim Kardashian. It has nothing to do with that family, even though it sounds really. Oh,
0: my gosh. I hope there's never a Kardashian coin. That's, maybe that would be the end of crypto as we know it, right, if there's actually a Kardashian. I mean, we're, we already have bad coins, so there's already a bad coin out there. We don't need a Kardashian.
1: Well, there could be a Kanye coin and call it, you know, dragon energy. Oh my
0: gosh! Well, there's actually a dragon coin already.
1: <laughs> there's a dragon coin. There's a dragon chain. There's no dragon energy. Uh, in
0: fact, we're going to be having in the near future, we've confirmed an interview with Joe Roats. Uh, is Joe the CEO of Dragon?
1: Joe is the CEO of Drago.
0: Great. So we'll Jane. have Joe Rotes on here in the near future. Uh, don't forget to submit your nomination for Talking Tokens with Travis and Joe's. Uh, and that's going to be coming up soon. Call us, write us, let us know. Travis and Joe's.
1: Hi, guy. You don't even know how many times I tried to get him to do it right, and then I just gave up. I'm just like, you know what, screw it. Can't situation.
0: wait to, uh, to play uh, those variations for everybody. Thanks for listening. In case we haven't asked often enough, please subscribe. Please review the show. We want to uh, read your funny five-star reviews, and somebody's going to win 500 Stellar Lumens for making us snicker, chortle, or otherwise laugh.
1: Mm-hmm. And please stay back.